The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You got Daryl rolling solo and the mystery. Has been solved. What mystery, Dan? What the world are you talking about? What mystery? Man, the mystery has been solved. The mystery from the Super Bowl has been solved. Man, we all know the Patriots came back and won the game. What mystery are you talking about? The mystery of Tom Brady's jersey has been solved. And the word is, Tom Brady's jersey was found on the other side of the fence. What you talking about, man? Yeah, Tom Brady was found. Tom Brady's jersey was found on the other side of the fence. Yes, the FBI have have recovered the Tom Brady's stolen Super Bowl Fifty One jersey, and the Houston PA says it was tracked to Mexico. Oh my goodness, man, man, man! Oh my goodness, Tom Brady's jersey. Go from Houston to Mexico. Now, oh wow, I understand. You know, Texas and Mexico. Hey, you know they they close in proximity. But man, I don't know if they could have got the money that they was looking for for Brady's jersey in Mexico. I'm not. I, I don't know. Now, you know the, the Mexicans. They the the Mexican people are, are very big football fans. Now, you know um, that was one of our first locations to go to. When uh, before we were in England, we were in Mexico with some with some humongous crowds, crowds of a hundred thousand. So uh, I can see where um, Mexicans would find Tom Brady's jersey relevant. But this mystery is over, and we don't have to talk about this anymore. Tom Brady's jersey has been found, and it was found in Mexico. Now. I'm 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 wondering, you know, what what were they going what were they what were they looking to get for Tom Brady's jersey? You know, right? whether what you know whether it's being held hostage for millions or whether some some just I'm not gonna say a nobody, but somebody just saw an opportunity and took Tom's Tom Brady's jersey. You know, maybe some cameraman from Mexico or maybe some reporter from Mexico or maybe some just Vendor, some event worker, saw an opportunity, took Tom Brady's jersey, and then found it to be so hot that they, they couldn't do nothing with it. I mean, everybody in the world, everybody that saw the Super Bowl, and we're talking about like, what, uh, 50 million people saw the Super Bowl? 
Come on. Tom Brady's jersey was just too hot, man. He couldn't, he couldn't hold on to it. Hey, we got Vince on the line. Vince, what's going on? How you doing, Mr. Oliver? Hey, man, we loving this life we got. You know, I hope you loving yours. If, if I know you like I know I know you, I know you loving your life. Yeah, you know, I can't complain. I can't live on the earth. Amen. Amen. Hey, town. if you woke up, yeah. you winning. You know what I'm saying? So I know you winning because yeah. I'm talking to you. You know? Yep, hey, well, Vince, that's, that's you, you know, um, one of the mysteries have been solved. Uh, and, and that's Tom Brady's jersey has been found, man. We we found Tom Brady's jersey. You know, um, I don't know whether it was, and, 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 and you know, you know, you you pretty important when the FBI get into looking for your jersey. You understand what I'm saying? Do, do we the, the need F, it? Do he need it? Yeah, because you know every time we buy one of the football on the quarterback, I don't gave that jersey away anyway. He should have been throwing the things away. Every time he went to the football, he had rigged for him. He should have known that it wasn't too far from him. He done told the man to grab it and get the publicity stuff. Brady know where that jersey was. He wanted it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, Vince. But I'm just saying now. Hey, man, I want to keep it real. You want me to keep it real, right? I want you to keep it real. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. It's what People don't play and they LeBron throw a shirt away, give a shirt away every night. Brady hiding the shirt. Man, come on. Man, you Super Bowl champ. You know at, at the end of the Super Bowl they gonna find the shirt, they want the ball, they want everything. And I don't know if they stole it. I, I ain't gonna say they stole it from me, but I know it's some publicity stuff. And one thing about it I know if it's Tom Brady, the best player in football, hey, they want that jersey. I know he don't need that jersey. He don't care about that jersey. He's not about a uniform. He got plenty of them. Hey, he now, I'm not going to uniform. Come on. I you believe know, What's man. the difference? He's not about a shirt. Like everybody else, well, that we buy the store that, that got Brady on it. And what's the difference between that shirt and the one he wears? He wore it in the Super Bowl. His sweat was from the Super Bowl. The markings from that field that he when he hit the ground is on that uh, is on that jersey. When when yeah. when when uh, when uh, when, uh, when, uh, when he when he threw that last touchdown, hey, the yeah. sweat from that jersey is that still there. And that now nah, it might not, not might not be there no more because whoever you know, got about there watched that jersey. You know, they hey, man watch the jersey. It ain't dirty, Mr. Oliver. Remember when Tom Brady come out of the locker room, his shirt's not dirty. They be brand new uniform. They give them out every day, give them a kid. But Check this particular shirt, he need it. Now, so, hey, Mr. Brady, congratulations. We got your shirt right. So we'll make a big mess over there. But we got our president lying on our other president. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Now, y'all want to keep it real and serious. Vince, check this out. Now, I'm Tom Brady said it was a story. It was a story out there. It was a story out there that Tom Brady wanted to sell the jersey and donate all the money from that jersey to cancer research because his mother has cancer right now. Now, I don't know how true that is. Now, because Tom Brady is worth, what, $180 million? What's the what could he do? Maybe sixty, seventy thousand. I might have been a hundred thousand. I don't know, but the word was that he was going to auction the jersey off and sell it and, and and donate all the funds to cancer. 
Now, Giselle Bunchen, Tom Brady's wife, she worth $360 million, and Tom worth $180 million. So, does he really need the money from the auction of the jersey? I don't know. I don't you know. know. And is that a true story? I and don't if know. If they were going to auction off for Campbell, they deserve it. And, 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 and if I were Brady, I'd have overlooked that. I'd have watched that all. Uh, let me ask you this why, why I'm saying that, right? First of all, we know the fans support the athletes. And then I understand that me or you are the fans, and we can't get in the locker room and grab the jersey. But at the same time, you know reporters, they, they mind ain't thinking that well, they're getting a lot of trouble for if they grab a jersey. And the jersey was there, and they just grab it, and they think they can just do it to try to get a proceed for a council thing. I think it's a good idea because if you go up to the athletes somewhere and you ice them and donate to cancer, they don't want to. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more than what it seems, and it ain't, it ain't a bad situation. But the, like I was just saying to you, I don't know how to put it. And then one thing I do put it like this, OJ went to jail for his own Heisman Trophy stuff. And there was no effort to try to find out, get it back. But when he went and got it back his way, it was a problem. Well, Vince, you if you took your stuff to the pawn shop and you pawned it at the pawn shop, can you mm-hmm. go back to that pawn shop and take your stuff? No, you See, can't OJ's, go back OJ and sold you. You got to pay your money back. You got to right. pay your money OJ back. OJ sold and his stuff. He sold his stuff. Then he want to go back and take the stuff he done sold to the people. Now, come on, man. Well, now, well, you know, we all do. I heard it wrong Thursday. I heard that they, they, I heard that he, he, they wanted to buy from him. And then he was in that little debt thing, and then they took his stuff. And then he got pissed off because they didn't get the money for his, for the, for the house or whatever. And then he, he got mad and went back and took it. So it's, All right, now, Vince, I still Vince, don't know the Vince, results of it. Vince, now you said the magic word. You said the magic word. If you're O.J. Simpson, if you Barry Sanders, if you Emmett Smith, if you Jerry Rice, can you go anywhere and take your stuff nope. and, and not and not be and not be and not and, 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 and not go to jail or be arrested yeah. or to or the police be called? If you yeah, go, if saying. Jerry Rice, if Emmett Smith, if Barry Sanders, if O.J. Simpson, if Jim Brown, all of those people are so recognizable people. Soon as they go, as soon as they go anywhere and take anything, it's a big yeah. deal. It's a big it's deal. So, big. so the juice didn't have to do that, man. The juice no, didn't have no, to he do didn't that. Have to do he, he, he lost his cool. He made a big mistake. And he ended up going to prison yeah, for a long time. And all we could hope is that the juice come out of jail in October, like they say he might hey. be able to come out of jail in October. And somebody gonna probably give him a reality show hey. on HBO or, or yeah. Cinemax or some channel. So the juice gonna be all right. And you know what, man? Okay. You and I both know we've seen people go to prison for four or five years and come back and it saved their life. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And this might be the same thing that happened to O.J. Simpson. Hey, Vince, we got to let you get out of here, man. But thanks for giving Let me call. say one more thing before well, you go. Go ahead. What's happening? Um, what I was going to say to you, regardless if he took it back or whatever, but he was in a position where that, you know, things happened. But now when Tom Brady thing, now, two or three years ago when they when won the Super Bowl, and when they lost Super Bowl, when they had the freight program going on, then his wife went going off on the NFL by, by saying all these bad things, then they washed it under the table. And so that's why I say, as he being Brady himself and inside, um, um, uh, what you call it, um, um, inside uh, Trump, reality, buddy, and down low side, like, he don't do no wrong or right, and he's very nice, greatest person out of year. Well, com- compared to us, I, 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 I think if he don't come down in the place, Dolphin, he won't come this way. I believe that in South Florida, because I understand that you can't give and take and not take and give, you know what I mean? There's a lot of charities that these little kids down here can use from that jersey that got cancer. Look at St. Jude Hospital down here in Miami. They got the best cancer program in the world. But can he donate the jersey? If I got the jersey now, I got my jersey back, I'm going to give it to the cancer people. Hey, y'all go ahead, man, get money off that jersey. I got plenty of money. He don't need no money. He's going to do a commercial tomorrow make that same money back or more. That's all hey, you're right. And, and, and if he, he could always get a loan from his wife, man, she worth $380 million or $360 million. What's the difference? I don't know, man. Hey, Vince, we got to get out of here, man. But hey, don't be a stranger, man. I, well, I, I should ask you that. You're never a stranger. Give us a call every week, every week Vince. We love it. We love it. And, and, and Vince, uh, before I let you go, man, um, you know, um, I know you have a little taste of every all the sports going on in, in, in South Florida. Um, yeah. From 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 the the Panthers to the Heat, and I mm-hmm. we right in the middle of spring right now. The day is the first yesterday or the day is the first day of spring. What yeah. are the what are the Miami Marlins going to be doing this year? Are are, are they going to live up to the to the to the beauty and the and the and the and the lux luxuriousness of that stadium they have over there in in Hialeah? Or, or, or what's going to happen off of A Street, Hialeah? What's going to happen with this Miami Marlins baseball team before we let you get out of here? They, 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 should, they should be all right. They they, they, they just got to get themselves back together for the remote. They were lost last year. They lost on the pitch, and then they'll be all right. They'll be up there. But I don't know. Anyway, before I get out of here, I wanted to make sure I, I'm going to hang on and hear some of the comments that the people call in while you um on the radio. Can you get on the topic of all these players now, uh, these games and people buying these tickets, and they look to go to the game and see LeBron to play, and then LeBron say they don't see nothing wrong with them sitting out. But I see something wrong with it when you get beat by 40. You look like high school kids. I agree with you, Vince, and we will talk on that subject. Hey, give us a call next week. We'll holler at you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, buddy. All right, take care. 
Hey, um, and, and, and Vince makes a valid point, you know, um, um, these NBA, you know, I was, I think it was last weekend, um, the, the, um, the Golden State Warriors, they sat out everybody against the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, you mean, I mean, uh, Draymond Green did not play, um, um, uh, Steph Curry didn't play. I mean, and 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 Kevin Durant, he was hurt. So, and you know, and and they 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 showed a picture of this one family where they had saved saved up all not all of their money, but they've saved up to go to that particular game, and it, it ended up costing them something like six hundred dollars. It was a gentleman, his wife, and I think two kids. It cost them six hundred dollars to come to the game. And you get to the game, and Steph Curry's not playing. Draymond Green is not playing. Kevin Durant is not playing. And, and you're looking around and like, man, you just got gypped. I mean, really gypped. I mean, you really feel, feel taken advantage of. I mean, really. Like somebody smoking a cigarette over you. I mean, you really feel taken advantage of. It, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's not right. Um, I remember this many years ago when, when the Lakers first started doing this back in their heyday when Magic Johnson was getting a little bit older, James Worthy was getting a little bit older. They would actually, um, um, Pat Riley would start sitting these guys out. And this was in the, in the, in the late 70s and the early 80s. You know, he would sit these guys out. And we look at it now and it's like, you know, what, what's going on? I don't think it's right. I, I, if you're going to sit out somebody, sit them out on an away game. Really, uh, I, I just don't think you should sit out teams, especially sit out players, especially when you are playing, um, especially when you're in the um, at your home. You know, it's it's one thing to sit out players when when they're you know when you're away, but when you're home, I think that's just it's tasteless. It's wrong. Uh, and and the and the and the Cleveland Cavaliers did the same thing a couple weeks ago, where um, um, Kevin Love he he's been injured, so we weren't expecting him to play. But when Kyrie Irving and and uh, LeBron James are not playing in the game, I think it's 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 really really disgraceful. And if you're gonna sign up for it, you need to be a part of it. And if we if we expect you to be out there for eighty games or eighty two games in a regular season, hey man, if, if you should go, you should be there. Uh, I don't I don't think we and even even people with these NBA packages, you know, you pay you pay three hundred dollars for the NBA package, you expect to see LeBron James. I know you didn't pay three hundred dollars for a, a ticket at a game, but if you pay three hundred dollars to see a game, I think you should be rewarded with with a quality product, you know, um, because if, if you went to a Mercedes Benz dealership, you don't you don't go there to buy a Pinto. And if you go, if you spend three hundred dollars per seat, or two hundred dollars per seat, or one hundred and fifty dollars per seat, you should expect to see a game, and you should expect to see the stars come out, not not the not the the bench or the or the third stringers or None of that. We should we should actually see the stars. You know, we, we know this this thing about um um Conor McGregor and um and um 
this thing about Conor McGregor and uh, and Floyd Mayweather, it just continues to go on and on and on and on. But guys, when we come back after this break, we'll go on and on just a little bit about what's happening with this Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor situation. Is it going to ever happen? We've been talking about it for about a year. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, we were talking about that Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather thing before we left. And... I, I really admire this guy, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I, I, I like him. I think he's uh, he's a showman. Um, I, I just heard something recently over the weekend I just didn't like about him, but um, maybe we'll get into that later on. But but this Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather thing, if Floyd thinks he's going to get the same kind of money that Conor's getting, I just don't see that. And, I, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, I know this UFC ultimate fighting thing has just jumped to a, another level but I don't, I don't see Conor McGregor as the, the, the star that Floyd Mayweather is. And at the same time, uh, uh, let's uh, we'll get this. Man. Hey, we got a call on the line. Matt, who we got on the line? Fred, what's going on, baby? How you doing there, Daryl? How you doing tonight? 
Hey, loving this life I got, Fred. Loving it, man. I'm telling you. you know, I, I, I woke up this morning, so I'm winning. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on trying to win. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging on in there, man. Taking one day at a time, you know. Just do some areas in my body and everything and just keep myself and my focus together. Right, right. You know, we got our annual reunion coming up in April. April 14th or 15th at Hex Center. You know, they don't call it the okay. Hex Center no, no more, but that's that's what it is. April okay. 14th or 15th in Miami. It's a private event this year. Uh, okay. On Friday night, we have a private party with the current team and all the former players. And it's about, sometimes about 300 guys show up. And, um, right. and Mark have this thing set up where we all sit around and, and, and drink and talk. We don't have any of the drinks until the kids leave. As soon as they leave, we have drinks and talk. But we have dinner. Last year, Carabas, um, um supplied all the food. And it was really good. Right. Um, and then on Saturday, we're going to have a, a – it, there's going to be a scrimmage on Saturday, but it's not open to the public. It's just open right. to us. So it's just going to be like we'll have a, a private viewing of what's really going on down there uh, with the team. And uh, so I hope you can make it, brother. And uh, if not, um, we're going to be calling you and, and, and hollering at you. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great, man. Give me uh, abreast of what's going on down there in the new facility that I heard they have down there. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it. But, um, no, we're going to definitely keep you up to date, Fred, what's going on and um, yeah, send you some pictures and all that good stuff. Right, right. Yeah. I was uh, keeping an uh, update on the alumni uh, Facebook uh, page they have. And I, I wanted to ask you the question. Uh, they made a statement about West Virginia, uh, the one they had in the bowl game with this year. Mm-hmm. And the statement they made that West Virginia had never seen a defense like this before. I had to call down there and rectify that because when Jim Hartzell <laughs> played us, they saw a defense like that before. Because the Miami Herald said they had to pull Jeff Hartzell out of the game because he thought the defense line in the University of Miami was going to kill him. And we had a three-man rush. You remember that? I remember that, yeah. Yeah. I so. I'll never forget looking at that game on video, and all they talked about was how Jeff Hosteller and West Virginia was such a great team, and they were just they were ranked ahead of us at that time too. And uh, right. man, we we really put a hurting on them. And I was looking, I, I remember looking at the film and saying, "We are so much better than these guys. We're getting ready yeah. to really put a hurting on them, man." And yes, because they yes. were coming in there like so pumped up and hyped up coming into the Orange Bowl, of course, that made it even worse for them. But yeah, I, I'll never forget looking at those tapes that week saying, man, we, we have a really good team and we getting ready to pummel these guys. And we put it on them too, though. You want to know what's ironic? Let me tell you what's ironic. The year that we won the 83 championship under Howard Snellenberger, our roster was so full of talent from you guys, Jerome Brown, Michael Irvin, Mel Bradden, and, and and the dynasty was already there. And people My like Danny Stubbs never coach. touched the field. Can you imagine that? Danny Stubbs, an All-American, never touched the field. Listen, Willie you, Smith. You, you, the quarterbacks we had, we had, what, Kelly just left. Bernie yeah. Co and Tessa Brady was behind him. On the bench. Yeah, behind, behind Bernie Kozar. 
I'm very close, so I'm waiting. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you had Speedy Leo, and then here come Alvin Bentley out of nowhere, Keith Griffin had left. Yeah. Eddie Brown that was there. After yeah. Eddie and, Brown and, left, here come Michael Irvin. Exactly. Yeah. And you Keith know, Griffin was there with Bentley and, and Speedy Neal. Exactly. Yeah. And you had you, yeah. you came in, and I think McGee guy came in. Melvin uh, Bratton, High Smith. Alonzo yeah. was there, yep. Right, yep. So Winston the Moss. that we had uh, during, the, during the 83 championship was outstanding. I don't think there ever was a college team that had uh, what we had uh, under that year. I think, I mean, you had the Blaze brothers, they were there. Yep, and, and neither oh. one of them were playing. Yeah, no, they had to wait their time. wasn't even playing during that time. Yeah, So yeah. can you Matter imagine... Fact, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, and you're talking about players like Brett Perriman end up catching right. only playing in NFL history. Two players on the same team, him and Herman Moore, correct. both of them caught over 100 passes in the NFL. So, yeah, we, right. the, 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 the roster that's was right. just so loaded for it on that team. To, the dynasty was already there, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and winning that good, first good. national championship set it up. When did Santana Moss come in? He came, what, after... Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he came. He, behind my right? Right. I mean, he, he came much later. But um, now, um, the, the following year, Michael Irvin came into the program, too, though. Him and Benny right. Blades that's, came that's in together. About. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Michael Irvin and Benny Blades came in together. Yeah. That's right. So, and Russell Miller came in. And a lot yeah. of those guys came in. That yeah. was just, man, I tell you. Jimmy Jones, Billy Hawkins. Yeah, all of those guys came. Derwin Jones. Yeah. You know, and every yeah. one of them were drafted. Every last yep. one of them. Every one of them were drafted. So, you every know, last that, one of them. you're right. And those guys were on the roster. You know, they were, you know, they, they was all puppies. And I was just a little pup ahead of them. You know, only a year ahead of them. So, right. yeah, man, that, 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 you're right. That, that, that dynasty was already. Um, already in motion, but winning that first national championship, beating Nebraska in the 83 national championship, that's what solidified everything, brought it all together, tightened it all up, and just went rolling, steamrolling through um, through college football. Maybe, but I you think, know what? That, that, that was a great, great season for us. It was a season of death because it took three teams to lose to put us in that position. And yeah. that happened. Yeah. It took us to lose the first game, but they saw potential in us. And from that point on, you know, no turning Now, when we got into that, that, that last game with Nebraska, we put them boys against the wall. I got to yeah. give them credit. They fought back. When we put their back against the wall, buddy. See? Oh, yeah. They jumped out there on us. And thought they, man, we were what two, three touchdowns ahead in the first what first half, right? <laughs> in the yeah, first yeah. half, they were shell shocked. Wind up putting Mike Rosier out, Reggie Sutton, Rodney Bellinger, that secondary Kenny Calhoun, Eddie Williams. I mean, I mean, Fitzpatrick had an outstanding game. Kevin Faggins, our linebacker crew, and the offense. I tell you, Bernie Kosar. I mean, Glenn Dennison had an outstanding game, and I, 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 I call uh, one of my uh, 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 Stanley Shakespeare, 
who's passed away now, man, had an outstanding game. Yep. I tell you. We we oh, we, 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 we set up we set a level down there that, you know, it set a president. It definitely without a doubt. Oh, without without a doubt. Without question. Yep. And um and I, I tell you, Fred, um I, I I'm really so excited about Hurricane football now more than I have been in a long time. Yeah, and I, I yeah. know it's because, you know, Mark has really changed the Change a lot of the culture of, fo- of football down there. When you talk to people, uh, and I talked to Toba Bain and um, Doug McFadden, and a lot of people down there about what's going on uh, with our football program, and um, and it's a lot of positive things people are saying, and it's not a lot of not a lot of talk on, in the papers on the internet. Nah, and and all of the practices this year are closed. I don't. You have to be a former player associated with university some kind of way to get into a practice. Uh, it's not open we, we, to the media. What? You know what? And Mark, that's what we were built on. You remember when we got there, we had Otis Anderson, KJ, Kenny, uh, and all those guys took us under their wing. I know when I got there, they may be part of their family. And Les Williams and all those guys took us under their wing. Freddie Marion, Ronnie Lippitt. You know, um, man, I tell you, uh, uh, they took us under their wing, and they kept it like a family. And that's what happened with the University of Miami started going down. Coach Goldman got down there, and he started disrespecting the former players. Rodney Bellinger told me that incident he had. That was mm-hmm. so horrendous. And yeah. Mark has brought all that back, because that's what we are down there. We are a group, and we are a family, a unit. And and, and I, I I can't forget the time that I would go down there on the sideline and I would see Michael Irvin and different ones that played that I played with and we're there supporting the young players that are playing there now, you know. And that's what we are all about. And to take that away, you know, you're gonna hurt the ball ball club. And Moss has brought that back, and that's why they're successful now, man. Oh yeah, oh he he's definitely brought that back. And, um, yeah. and and I mean, and he's really pushing this family atmosphere. And like I said, this yeah. year's this year's reunion is a, is it's always been a private event, but the scrimmage this year is only a Hurricane Players event for that yeah. Um, yeah. for that that Saturday. So um, it, it, the family is coming back, man. And um, you know, you look at I, I saw where early in the season where uh, John Beeson donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Towards that new indoor facility that um, that they're that yeah, they're building yeah, in yeah. down there, you know, and and these are the kind of things that just really let you know how strong our family is as a unit in Miami, and 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 it ain't going nowhere. It's coming back. If anything, it's coming back, Mark and it's going to be Mark as strong or, or better than ever, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to see, you know, hopefully, uh, like I say, getting my health, take me a little. If opportunity I get, I'm gonna get down there and visit the facility, visit the guys, speak to Coach uh, Mark, Rick, and everything. And uh, I'm gonna definitely go. That's home for me, so you know I'm gonna enjoy myself. I know that's right. I know that's right. Hey, well, Fred, hey man, don't be a stranger, man. Give us a call anytime. We every Monday night from eight to nine o'clock talking about sports. Okay, you will. I sure will, brother. I sure will. All right, Dale. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Always call. Take care. Yes, sir.
Eight ounce Fred Robinson, former Hurricane, standout player. Uh, played with San Diego Chargers. I, I know one of the teams. That's and uh, oh, you talk about a mentor in the program, man. What a mentor in the program. I mean, he t- he's talking about how Otis Anderson took him under his wing and uh, showed him the ropes and the do's and the don'ts, led him. I tell you, Fred, one of those guys that um, that took me under his wing when I got to Miami in uh, in nineteen uh, nineteen eighty two. Man, it seemed like a long time ago. Wow. But yeah, he and and and, and what the beauty of uh, of Fred was that he was from Miami, so he knew. Uh, went to Miami Jackson High School. He he knew the uh, the do's and don'ts and ins and outs, and he knew a lot of good connections. and um, And he passed those connections on to me. And uh, and I was fortunate enough to pass them on to people like uh, Michael Irving and um, and uh, and Danny Stubbs and um, and and Winston Moss and Brian Blaze, guys that were underneath me, uh, Brett Perriman. And I didn't have to show Brett too much. Brett was from Miami, you know. But I did kind of help some of those other guys. Charlie Henry, um, Derek Ham. You know, those guys, were that, I had been there a couple of years. And when, they, when I helped recruit them, you got to tell people the ins and outs, do's and don'ts of um, what's really happening um, in the city. Because that is one city that will engulf you. Uh, Miami will swallow anybody up. Uh, it doesn't matter, and you know you can have money in Miami, and it will it will swallow you up. And if you ain't got no money, you will get swallowed up without question. So um, I'm very fortunate that I had people like uh, like Fred that um, really helped me, and, uh, and 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 not only Fred. I tell you, it was a lot of people that helped me. Uh, Rodney Bellinger, uh, Mark Rush, and I tell you, he was one of those guys that I, I saw him when I first got to college. Um, uh, Mark Rush is this six foot two, debonairing white guy, blonde hair, hung out at the pool every day, and he was a running back and a pretty good one at that too, and uh, and he was Jim Kelly's roommate, and and and, and they were classmates, so Mark had it had it going on, but uh, Mark Mark Rush was another one of those people that really uh, uh, gave me a, a a good insight on how to handle myself in college and uh, and a lot of the do's and don'ts. Uh, in the city of Miami, and uh, and I tell you, I came out alive. I came out successful. Uh, when I say successful, I, I you know what the most successful thing we want to do when we go to college is get our degree. Well, I got a degree, and I had an opportunity to be drafted in the NFL. So I got I got a double, and uh, and I tell you, it was a good kickstart for my life. And um, I can't say that I've ever looked back from the University of Miami. It never owed me anything. If anything, I owe you M. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info. You and hey, we're going to be right back after these messages. Let's talk a little bit about this March Madness. We'll be back right after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys, we are down to the Sweet 16. And this NCAA March Madness. You know, it's kind of crazy when you see teams like Kansas lose in their conference tournament so early, and then they just pretty much are dominant in the NCAA tournament. It really makes you wonder. But Kansas is one of the teams that's that's in the Sweet 16. They're going to come up against Purdue. And Purdue has always had, has been, they've been a powerhouse for years in basketball, but um, Kansas has just been, you know, Kansas is Kansas. Kansas is is ranked up there with um, UCLA and Notre Dame and, and um, North Carolina and Duke, as far as I'm concerned. So they, they, they're going to go up against Purdue, which should be very interesting. Uh, but I guess uh, this is the one that's, that's really intriguing me, this, this Michigan team. You know, Michigan is going up against um, um, Michigan is going up against Oregon, which is going to be quite interesting because hey, Oregon is is the number three seed. However, Michigan is one of those teams that you know it's a mystery behind them. You know, when their plane runs off off the runway. And you see their plane off the runway. I mean, this was not like one of the wheels off. No, this is all. Their plane was off the runway, close to a ditch. I mean, all the wheels were off the runway. 
and it slipped on ice and, and came off the runway. It was pretty, that's pretty wicked, man. If you have been on a plane and, uh, you know, it's just anything shaky on the landing is just kind of wicked. Well, the takeoff, the landing, in between, anything going on is a little wicked. But, and on top of that, Michigan, they leave their uniforms. So they had to play in their practice uniforms the first day of the NCAA tournament. Hey, this team is still in the tournament through the through the landing, the plane landing off the runway, through the playing and winning in the practice uniforms. They're still hanging in there. So I think it's something about that team that we just kind of got to watch. You know, sometimes we get teams in this tournaments that you really just have to keep your eye on. You know, uh, matter of fact, talking about keeping your eye on, Baylor has some uniforms that are so bright and neon in color, you can't help but keep your eye on them. And they're playing against South Carolina. South Carolina has not had a basketball team. I, I really can't even think of any basketball player that's been great that came through South Carolina. And I'm sure somebody knows one. But South Carolina is going to be playing Baylor um, in the Eastern. And they're playing in New York. So that's going to be interesting. And the Florida Gators will take on Wisconsin. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Gator fan in football. However... I've always been a Gator fan of basketball, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about going way back to the days of Wayne Shinsett and um, uh, uh, what's my man from Gainesville? I can't think of his name, but um, uh, uh, oh, man, Maxwell, Mad Max. Um, yeah, Mad Max out of Gainesville. Vernon Maxwell, my man. I'm going to high, I, wouldn't, I, I ran track against Vernon Maxwell in high school, so I actually had a chance to follow his career from the University of Florida to Houston, and and so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I, I like Max, Mad Max. But um, hey, Gonzaga is going to be taking on West Virginia. Now this is a one seed against a four seed. This is not that old that 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 what we've been watching. You know where we're watching a a, a one against an eight. No, this is a one seed, four seed, and Gonzaga. I really don't think they've played anybody this whole season. And every time they play anybody close, it's a decent. It's a close game, but it's getting down to the crunch time, and um, I think that this might be the end for Gonzaga. Um, I don't know, but I think it could be the end. West Virginia has a pretty good team, and that coach Bob Huggins. You know, he's had he's had a muddy pass behind him from Cincinnati, but um, he really is a good coach, and um, you got to applaud a guy that's a good coach. And some of that muddy pass is helping some families that don't have anything. You know, you coming from a place where you ain't got nothing, and, and your coach send your mama $500 so she can pay the rent, I ain't mad at it. Well, somebody might be mad at it. NCAA might be mad at it, but I ain't mad at it. You know, please, you, you, your, your mom called you because you in college, and she think you got it going on. You living a free life, eating free food, got free clothes because you got all you wear is warm ups and tennis shoes every day. And her lights being turned off, and you go to coach. Hey, and in some kind of way, your your coach find five hundred dollars, no seven hundred dollars to your mom the next day. Hey, I ain't mad at him. You know, I I just can't be mad at somebody for doing stuff like that. But anyway, um. The word is UCLA and Kentucky are going against each other. Two of probably what we understand to be some of the dirtiest programs in the history of college basketball. Now, the word is 
not only did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have a, a penthouse apartment, he drove a Mercedes as well. Now, this was in college. You know, some of these guys, they say when they left, they left, they left UCLA, they took a pay cut to go to the NBA. So, man, um, I'll, I'll never forget, I was a young man, I was a kid, and uh, this guy from, from near my hometown, literally both my parents went to the same high school that his parents went to. And um, he went to Kentucky. He was he came back and he was talking about how the basketball dormitory was one way. They had all shag carpet, color TV, and the football dormitories was something totally different. And all the basketball players had really super nice rides. But that was back in the seventies, and you could pretty much they were they were getting away with whatever they wanted to get away, get away with back in the seventies. So this is going to be interesting to see how these two programs, how one is really on and how coming up strong. And I'm talking about um, UCLA, and um, and I'm talking about um, Kentucky. They're on a, almost a downslide. Hey, we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on, baby? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm loving this life I got, Damon. I mean, man, hey, I, I woke up this morning, so I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what you think about this NCAA tournament, man? I saw your boys got knocked out last night. I heard, but I haven't really been following it. I've been uh, in between, like, moves and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, you know, Florida State, man, to me, um, they 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 always let us down in basketball. They they really do it. Um, this year was, was no different. But um, we ain't got to talk about no basketball, man. I'm really I'm really interested in what you think gonna happen with this with this basket with this it with the um, NBA basketball, man. You know, LeBron James. He he really making a run for this thing to go for another championship and go to state warriors. You know, as much as they were talking about what they were gonna do, Kevin Durant has been injured, and this team looked like a a, a a limping team now. They don't they don't look healthy. One man can take a whole program down, man. And that's what it seems like. They drafted him. I mean, I drafted, but they they went out and got him for him to you know get injured. But you know, nobody plans on getting injured. But no, nah. you know, you still got other professors on the team. I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, they still got other professionals on this team, and it's it's almost like they waiting on him to come back. And I'm not so sure if he gonna come back this year. To be honest with you, no. I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, you got a chance. <laughs> right. 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 For the most you know, part, you know, I, I think they got a chance, you know, but it, it it's it's really up to whether or not he come back. And 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 you and I both know, Kevin Durant, if he comes back and he's not a hundred percent, he's so light, he's so he he he's so light in the tail, he can't help them. You know, he got to be a hundred percent. I mean, moving, shaking, and moving, sliding side to side, two steps, slam dunking. That's the kind of player he has to be. If he's limping, if he is not a hundred percent, it'll be like it'll be like um, blood in the water for sharks. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna go at him. They're gonna bang him up. 
because he he just can't he can't he's not physically fit enough to handle anybody banging on him. So I'm not so sure how that's gonna work out, Damon. But my my thing is, man. Um, they you know they have to get it together. Yeah, yeah. They 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 definitely gonna have to get it together. You know, um, you know, um, a couple of days ago they had this thing on um on the quarterbacks with Gruden, and um and um Brad Kaye was on there, the kid from Tennessee, and uh, and it was another quarterback on there, and you know Gruden he always says he likes everybody, but uh, he said he really liked Kaye and he thought he had a chance. Who do you think is going to get drafted first? Kaya, Kaya at quarterback or the kid from Clemson at quarterback? I would say uh, Clemson because, um, I don't know, he, he's trying to surround himself by, with, with quarterbacks that's been in the NFL or still in the NFL. But, uh-huh. you know, Kaya played in a pro setting. So, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure either. I, I really don't. I, I, I really don't know. And um, but but I really think that I think I, I I think the kid from Clemson has a nice shot at um at at making it at over Kai. I, and I think this kid, Deshaun Watson, and really what I think is that Dak Prescott, Dakota Prescott has made people really take a second and third look at some of these black quarterbacks that have a good arm and are are very mobile. So I think that's going to help him get a look and probably even get a good... It wouldn't surprise me if if, um, Deshaun Watson was drafted in the third round. Well, um... it's just kind of hard. It depends on what teams need. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, and all, and all, and all how they go. Uh, well, well, Damon, I'm going to tell you something. Me and you both know um, um, the need for quarterback is so strong in the, in, in the, in the NFL. You know, you, you, you could almost pick a team. No, pick a state, and they need a quarterback. You understand what I'm saying? I maybe not Georgia. Maybe Matt Ryan. He might be all right. You know, um, and maybe up there in New England, they might be all right. But um, the Texans, they need a quarterback. Chicago Bears, they need a quarterback. Um, Tennessee Titans, they might be all right with Mariota for a little while. But man, Arizona Cardinals, Carson Palmer is an old dude. They need a quarterback. So it's a lot of teams got to take some chances on these quarterbacks now too, and don't uh, Eli Manning is no spring chicken. No, and if they want to rebuild, they better um, start picking now. Now, and we know what's happening on the other side in New York with the Jets. They oh, already yeah. told Geno Smith he need to go to Canada and play. He he signed with the Giants. Did he? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think that's a good move for him. I really do. I don't think that's a good move for the Giants, but I think that's a good move for him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so many teams that need quarterbacks. San Francisco 49ers. I think they could really use Deshaun Wynn, Deshaun Watson. 
Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. Man, he's the best quarterback on the roster right now. He goes to Cleveland. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's so many places that, that he can go. And um, I think he has a shot. And I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I ain't going to say surprised, but he could be as good or better than the quarterback in Miami and the quarterback in Jacksonville. Bortles and, um, and, and um, Tannehill. I think he could be as good as either one of them. Yep. I yep. could be wrong. But I, I, I'm not so sure, um, David. Yep. Not so sure. Yep. But hey, um, before we let you go, Damon, it's about to get out of here. Um, um, they found Tom Brady's jersey. I heard. You found? You heard and where I'm, they found it at? In Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. Found Tom Brady's jersey in Mexico. Now, do you, do you think it was just somebody saw an opportunity and took it, or it was a plot to steal the jersey? No, no, I, I said it's a plot because they had uh, DeMarcus, uh, not DeMarcus Ware, but uh, uh, the defensive end for uh, Denver Buckles, they had his helmet too, Vaughn Miller. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, no, this, uh, that, that, it, this is a plot. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that was a plot. Yep. Hey, David, man, we got to get out of here, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, man, give us a call every Monday. We're here every Monday talking about sports and and we talk a little politics every once in a while. We don't like to, but we do. Okay. <laughs> All right, David. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks for calling. No problem. Take care. Hey, guys, thanks for being a part of Sports Info, you and radio show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.